Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 45 of Be With Me. Let's just turn our eyes to the Lord. Say, good morning, Lord. We're going to look at the crucifixion today. Make our eyes fresh. Give us new look today. I pray for my brothers and sisters, for the faithful and the not-so-faithful, for the curious and the committed. And help us to approach this as it deserves. Give us the empower to trust you and to have faith and to love you the right way, to love your spirit and to honor you and worship you for what happens in today's story. So we're in Matthew 27. I'm going to start in verse 33. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, parentheses, which means place of the skull, close parentheses, they offered him wine to drink, mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put a charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads, and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself, if you are the Son of God. Come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. So it's a sobering passage, obviously. And what struck me today was how this is... um, uh, the, at the cross is a cross reference. All these cross references come to my mind and my heart at the cross. It's the grand central station of scriptural truths. You'll see what I mean here. So they come to a place called Golgotha. Well, why is that? They're out. They have to go outside the city. Why is that? Because in Leviticus, the atonement for sin offering had to be burned outside. The, the camp. And Hebrews 13, 12 says that he suffered outside the gate. So there's stuff that is coming, if you will. Think about the Grand Central Station. There are trains that are coming from the Old Testament, Leviticus 16, and there are trains that are zooming off into the New Testament, Hebrews 13, uh, verse 12. So stuff can is connecting from the Old Testament, and stuff is going to be connecting from the epistles, and the rest of the New Testament. It all comes together here at the cross. More examples. Uh, Verse 34, the wine. Um, We already have been through this cup, which is the image of this super hard thing that Jesus has to do and bear sin. And it was all decided at the Garden of Gethsemane just a couple of pages ago in Matthew 26. And basically they said, hey, you want some of this wine to drink? And Jesus is committed. No, this is not the cup for me. My cup 
is to bear the cup that's given my, by my father. That's the one that made me all sorrowful and wanted to let that cup pass. But when it when the answer was no and it couldn't pass, I drank it. That is, your will be done. So that connects from Matthew. And then verse 35, when they crucified him, they divided his garments among them. Well, that seems like a strange detail to, to make. Well, that's in uh, uh, Psalm uh, 22, verse 18. Then, uh, let's see, the those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads. Well, that's also from Psalm 22. That's verse 7 from Psalm 22. Verse 41, where they mocked him. Uh, that's specifically mentioned again in Psalm 22. Then verse 43, where they basically quote Psalm 22, verse 8, He trusts in God, let him deliver him now, if he desires him, for he said, I am the Son of God. So that's uh, three times that Psalm 22 is is uh, quoted. So there's all kinds of stuff uh, happening here. Isaiah 53, he was numbered with the transgressors when they crucify him with a robber to his left and a robber to his right. But here's the great, here's the, the the thing about this is this is almost like an introductory lesson lesson to the exposure to the uh, crucifixion. There's more to come about the robbers. There's more to come about the centurion. There's more to come about the reviling. All tracks lead to here and all tracks are going away from here. Let me close with uh, this, the reviling thing. And the robbers and were reviling against him. One of my favorite passages in the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten but continued to entrust himself to him who judges justly. So what is happening, the Grand Central Station tells us, First Peter tells us what Jesus is doing when these guys are yelling their heads out, off at him and reviling him and making fun of him and mocking him. What is he doing? He is entrusting. So stay tuned. This this. Train has not left the station. We're gonna uh, we're gonna study a little bit more uh, about the crucifixion. Go through it in each of the gospels, probably. Why? Because all these trains are coming in and going out, and we want to look down the tracks uh, a little bit. So today, we've been through Isaiah. We've been to Leviticus. We've been to Psalm 22 uh, three times that I can uh, think of, and there's there's probably even some more in there. So we're left with Jesus' pain, his shame, his, asphyxi- his asphyxiation, his exhaustion, and his being reviled. But during all this, all this horror is happening, and he's entrusting himself. What a great God we serve. May we worship you, Lord, and honor you for this moment in history. I thank you for my brothers and sisters who listen with me.